Now come along and listen to us talk with the Bonjam. Go and have a lovely little walk with the Bonjam. Let me put it on and go to bed with the Bonjam. Or grab yourself a slice of toast and spread with the Bonjam. Hello and welcome to Bond Jam with me, Simon Jeffrey, and I'm joined by the Jack White to my Shirley Bassey. It's Mr. James Turner. That's a, a good comparison there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what are we talking about today, James? So I believe we're going to be discussing uh, unused Bond songs or ones that were submitted for films. That is correct. I don't know why I'm asking you. This is yeah. kind of my, uh, <laughs> my little pet project I've been putting together. Um, I'm intrigued to know what you come up with because uh, this is something you've been. Yeah, what, I, what I've done well, is so. I've compiled a little playlist here of uh, some of the rejected slash unused slash demo Bond themes mm-hmm. throughout the years, and some of you may not know that there have been, uh, you know, songs that were produced, sometimes fully intended to be the final song, and then then the producers changed their mind. Other times um, they did some form of kind of open call to, to musicians to kind of submit songs, yeah. uh, you know, like a kind of casting call kind of thing. Uh, so I'm going to play some of these to you and get your reaction to some of them. Okay, cool. There aren't alternatives for, for every single film. But yeah. there's a there's a there's a good long list of about thirty five here that I'll try and get through. Uh, some of well, which you, you must know. I mean, which are you familiar with? Yeah, I'm familiar with like Blondie did one for Few Eyes Only. Mm. Um, there are a couple of quite well known ones. We'll get to them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one I want to show you. It's not that the song wasn't used. It's that this was uh, that was the demo for the song. Okay. Um, and it's the song Goldfinger. Right, interesting. Okay. Uh, which was written by Anthony Newley, uh, John Barry, and Leslie Brickus. Right. And so, Anthony Newley, being a singer himself, sung it as a demo for as a demo to uh, to, to to sort of show the producers what it might sound like. But mm-hmm. he was never intended to be the, the the final singer. And as we know, uh, Shirley Bassey sang it uh, to great popularity yeah. and success. But this is a very interesting version of it. This is Anthony Newley's demo version of Goldfinger. Beckons you to enter his web of sin. But don't go in. There you go. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like how it starts off quite quiet. Mm. Low key, and then suddenly it gets more into that the Goldfinger song I mean, that we know. Very, uh, there are elements there that are very recognisable. Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. You, you can tell he's got a smile on his face while he's singing it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, moving on, I think you're familiar with this next one. Okay. This is an alternative theme for Thunderball. Oh yes, right, yeah. Written by the late great Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah. I have heard this. Now Johnny Cash is great. Yeah. If Bond was a Western. <laughs> Yeah, this would be good. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I I've heard this and it certainly doesn't really match. It's very the, American. The style. Let's have a it? listen. Thunderball, your fiery breath can burn the coldest man, and who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? The thing is, I really like that song. I do. I like it as a Johnny Cash. Song. Yeah, and what I actually like about it which I don't think you necessarily get with the Tom Jones song, is that 
it becomes clear that Thunderball is talking about like an atomic explosion. Right, yeah, yeah. It has more of a connection to, you know, an, a bomb going off mm. than just he strikes like Thunderball. Yeah. Which I think is just a kind of slightly meaningless phrase. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I do think Tom Jones's song is, is is more timeless and classically Bond. Do you know the history behind it? Is is was the was this submitted before Tom Jones ended up singing it? Or yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how seriously this was ever considered. According to Wikipedia, that a reliable source. Well, it's as good as we can get. Um, uh-huh. So obviously, and we'll we'll, we'll get onto this in, a, in just a second. But mm-hmm. um, the theme tune was intended to be Mister Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it didn't have the word Thunderball in it, and the need of the word. Thunderball. Yeah, they they decided very late on that they thought that the title track should have the name of the film in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that song was originally recorded by Shirley Bassey, and it was later recorded by Dionne Warwick. All it says on Wikipedia is country musician Johnny Cash also submitted a song to Eon Productions titled Thunderball, but it wasn't used. I think it could have been uh, very interesting. It would have changed the tone for very the Bond, American Bond songs afterwards, I think. I think Johnny Cash could have probably done a Bond song, but that wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's move on. Uh, mm. I've just previously just mentioned them, but we'll play a little bit of yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's He's dark and like a shark. He looks for trouble. That's why the zero. And then we have Dion Warwick's version of the same song. Mm-hmm. He's tall and he's dark and like a shark. He looks for trouble. That's why the zeros double. Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think I prefer the Dion Warwick. I do. Um. I think Shirley Bassey is a little... Um, she had this tendency to leave the lyrics as long as possible before saying them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit um, you know, offbeat and maybe a little bit more kind of uh, kind of vagacy. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Dionne Warwick's uh, version is kind of more... In tune. More like the, the version yeah. you'd expect in the film. Yeah. So yeah, I think the majority of these, you could say, the right decision was made. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but we'll we'll get on to some of these. Mm-hmm. We've got a few now. Moving on to you and live twice. Yep. And again, the validity of these, I'm not sure of. Uh, we're going to start with you only live twice by the Beach Boys. <laughs> So, apparently, Brian Wilson originally intended the title track for uh, Pet Sounds to be an uh, instrumental title called Run James Run or something like that. Right. That's. It's not a Bond theme. No. There's not much more to say about it. No. So, we'll move on. Yep. You Only Live Twice by Lorraine Chandler. Okay. Live twice there by Lorraine Chandler. James, what were your thoughts? Um, it was different. Um, I liked its kind of use of the James Bond theme creeping in in certain bits, but um, I do prefer the uh, the Nancy Sinatra one. Yes, quite I think, a, a, uh, a large margin. 
I yeah, I think they absolutely chose the right theme. It suits the tone of the titles. Yeah, it is a brilliant track. It's it's romantic. That song it sounded very very sixties. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't really gel with Bond necessarily, apart from including the theme, which I was going to ask you about. What your thoughts are in general of when a Bond theme incorporates the the, the James Bond theme into it? I, I really like it. Uh, it's about four songs that do it. It's not like being overloaded with the theme. It's just like a little subtle hint mm. that the Bond theme is there. So I, I, I love it when I happens. quite like the. Uh, the the theme from the Quantum of Solace video game that does that yeah 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 that's, oh that that does use it a lot but uh, but even so, like, Proof, it's, it's a great video game theme tune though. yeah 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 absolutely yeah uh, in the film theme. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah moving on yep we have you only live twice by Julie Rogers okay you only live twice no more than twice each life you live, you're playing with death. This is interesting for me. There's a lot of lyrics in there that seem to match Nancy Sinatra's version. So was this written by the same uh, same people? Or? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Stop asking questions I don't know the <laughs> answers to. So according to Wikipedia, John Barry returned to produce the score and the lyrics were by Leslie Brickus Julie Rogers was asked to perform the song and recorded it with a 50 or 60 piece orchestra at CTS Studios the song was quite different from the later Sinatra version with more of an oriental flair yeah so by the sound of it that makes it sound like John Barry and Leslie Brickus wrote that and then then kind of went back to the drawing yeah yeah. Yeah. because there there is lots of stuff that still remained in those lyrics to talk about you'll pay the price and Danger, stranger, that these sort of yeah, things. Yeah, and I think it, it's it's quite it's getting closer to to some kind of recognisable Bond sound yeah. as well. I still think they chose the right song. Yep, but that does kind of suit the title sequence slightly better than the last one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Our next entry is one that you might be familiar with. This is from the Man with the Golden Gun, and this is Alice Cooper. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time since I heard it, so uh... we're in a whole different world of music and sound yeah. here. Introduce that as if it's a completely different type of song from what we would expect for a Bond theme, but there are elements of that that makes me go, that does sound a bit Bondian. There's bits of that that actually sound like it's from the Spy Hard theme, which was itself a parody of Bond songs anyway. Obviously, there's bits that obviously do sound completely... Does that mean it sounds more like a parody of a Bond song than... Parts of it does, yeah, but because I'm not that big of a fan of the Lulu version of The Man with the Golden Gun. Well, that's it. It's got maybe one of the weaker Bond songs to compete with. Yeah. Maybe he could have done a version of that that would have suited the film. Yeah, I think he could have been. I'm altered. not sure that would have been a better alternative just in that version. No, and I don't know the story behind this. I don't know, you know, if he was approached to to do that or whether he just submitted a song for their consideration. But yeah, it was not strong enough to convince me that they should definitely have used it, but it was not terrible. We're going to move on now to one that you mentioned right at the start. 
Okay, so on to Few Eyes Only. This is For Your Eyes Only by Blondie. I know you're a Blondie fan, James. I'm a Blondie fan. What did you think of that? I do prefer the Sheena Easton version. I do, I have to say. Um, I can see bits where it would fit, but I don't know what it is about this song, but it wouldn't have worked. I think part of the issue is that For Your Eyes Only was intended to be a very grounded return to Earth following Moonraker. Yeah. And it needed a kind of slightly more sober kind of straightforward song. Yeah. And... There is something timeless about Sheena Easton's song. Yeah. Throughout the series, I think generally they picked the best song for the film, even if others might have been a great pop hit, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah maybe. Um, I think that favor. tone of song would have worked better in something like The Man with the Golden yeah. Gun as well. Yeah, I think so. Where you still had those slightly more colourful, bouncy, campy elements in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a couple of bonus ones here from Never Say Never Again. Okay, so we're going into unofficial territory then. Well, okay. why not? It's all bond. <laughs> I'll never say never again There's no way to know the ways of love Never say never again An impossible dream It's hard to say for this because I know it's for an unofficial Bond song so I don't feel like it has to comply with the rules of what you imagine a Bond theme to be True But uh, I think I prefer that version than the actual Never Say Never Again song The Lani Hall song does grow on me. Does it? I think because they chose to put the theme song like over that opening action sequence. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that song by Phyllis Hyman would have worked. Mm. But I do. Yeah, it's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it seems like a more of a just a generic pop song. Yeah, actually. I um, think really the mistake was by the producers to choose to try and score the action with the song they chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which meant they had to choose something slightly more upbeat. We've got another one from Never Say Never Again now by Anita Scorgan. Take a listen. Did Kevin McClory just say, like, listen, we're open to all options, just submit as many as you want because there seems to be a lot of people clamoring <laughs> to sing the Never Say Never Again theme. But well, you know, it was an exciting time. Two Bond films yeah, in true, one year. Yeah. Um, um, for me, that sounds like they've heard the last one and said, no, we need something more upbeat. Upbeat, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that would probably match the action yeah. more closely. than. The I don't think, sound-wise, it's better than the last one and I think they actually probably chose the right one all things considered with how they chose to use the song in the film mm-hmm. um, but there it is Yeah, there's some contention around this I don't know how true this is but there was talk that the Pet Shop Boys intended some of their music to be used in the Living Daylights I heard once there was some sort of connection to the mm. Pet Shop Boys <laughs> accounts that I can find on the internet, so I may be wrong, um, this was a demo that then went on to become a song called This Must Be The Place I Waited Years To Leave. Right. So maybe they started with that idea, yeah. it didn't go anywhere, and then they adapted it into a song. 
So, given what it was up against mm-hmm. with Aha, it's easy to imagine that they could potentially have made a song in that vein, based on that sound. I really liked how that started, that song. I'm going to play you a song now by Motivate and Kim Maisel, might be pronouncing that wrong, called Searching for the Golden Eye. If there was a James Bond song that was a 90s dance theme, <laughs> then very, this is it. Very poppy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it, but obviously I prefer Tina Turner's version in the mm. end. But it's, it's interesting that i never heard that, and it's nice. That's, that's pretty, uh, I'm going to play cool. you possibly my favourite rejected Bond song. Okay, cool. This is The Golden Eye by Ace of Bass. Okay. We're in the 90s. I've actually heard this theme before, actually. Lyrically, quite weak. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's obviously said, right, new Bond, uh, we're in the 90s, (laughs) uh, the Cold War is behind us, and they've just literally written that as the lyrics. We're in the 90s. (laughs) No Bond song could ever say that. Yeah. Uh, But I love the chorus of it. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually, obviously it was not used, and it was reworked and retitled The Juvenile. Do you think they use the right one in terms of the Tina of Turner? Turner I yeah. think ultimately, yeah, I think okay. Tina Turner was probably right. Yep. Because as much as I love the chorus of that, the verses are a little weak. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that always makes me smile about that is that, always believing. It just reminds me of Spandau Ballet every time. <laughs> but I quite like it. I think they got a lot of bits right there. And, okay. Uh, yeah, had, had it been be, polished and yeah. finished off, it could have been a decent end track. I think it would have been better than Experience of Love by Eric Singer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely. All right, a little bonus here now for you. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this before, but like with Goldfinger, they recorded a demo before they recorded the final track. Okay. And Golden Eye was written by... Bono and the Edge. Bono and the Edge, yeah. correct. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, go for it, yeah. With a golden eye, I'll find with a golden eye, do what I please. With a golden eye, no time for sweetness, but a bitter kiss will bring him to his knees. Interesting. I mean, obviously, it's not finished. It sounds very yeah, yeah. demo-ish, but it just reminded me that the final version is is pretty good, and they made the right choice. Yeah. I think so. We're going to move on now to the film with perhaps the most alternative rejected themes of all. Okay. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. Now, David Arnold himself wrote a theme which was rejected as the main theme and moved to the end of the film, mm-hmm. uh, which was Surrender with uh, by K.D. Lang. I maintain that is the better theme. See, I have a soft spot for the film and, as a whole, yeah. and I do like... Uh, Shell Crows. Crows. Yeah, Crows I do song. as well, I do. But Surrender fits the title sequence very well as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to listen to some other ones now, because I think what they did was 
essentially an open call for bands to submit mm-hmm. songs. So there's yeah, all yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start with a song called Tomorrow Never Comes by Dot Allison. With a little courage Clearly, she didn't get the memo of what uh, a Bond theme should sound like. And well, I don't want to cast too many aspersions because it might just be a coincidence that it's the name of the song. Yeah. Um, all I know is that it comes up frequently if you Google unused Bond songs, right, okay. and uh, it's around the, the right time. So um, there was never going to be used. No. I've just found another one, so uh, I'm going to play it now because apparently Duran Duran did a demo. Okay, interesting. There's no of you to kill that. Yeah. Uh, who knows? They they probably could have put together another Bond song, but they weren't at the height of their popularity in no. 1997. So. No, no. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> okay, we're going to listen to The Fix. So we reached the fatal shore. It doesn't really have a Bond sound for me. No, no. It's too generic. A little bit dated, even for 97, I yeah, think. Yeah. I, I, no, I didn't like that. But decent vocals. Maybe they could have done something if they'd had someone write a song for them. And I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. Moving on. You might know this one. This is uh, Saint-Étienne. So if I was um, the producers deciding on what song to choose, Shoko will still be up there at the top with uh, with KD Lang's version. But this would be in that top three, I think, so far. Yeah, I think um, some of the sounds sound good to me. I think the, yeah. the structure of the song doesn't... When when the title comes along, it's a little anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, let's just say... It's, it's too... Never yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it stood a chance, I suppose. This is a song called Shadows of the Big Man by Chris Rea. Right. You know Chris Rea? I've heard of Chris Rea. Driving home for Christmas. That's the one, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Boy, you've been so long In the shadows of the big man How long can you take it Give it a bit more of a chorus, but move Saint Etienne. He gets number three spot. I really like that. I, I think it was brilliant. That yeah, uh, it's still like I say. I just think it, it just seems to be. It needs a peak. Yeah, it needs a peak, and it doesn't have that. But add that to it. 
Honestly, you should be singing the next Bond theme. I really like that, and there's bits of that melody that sound like the world is not enough. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like maybe they, they kept, maybe, yeah, maybe they kept parts of that in their yeah. head. There's a sense of like danger in that. Song yeah, as well. yeah. Right. I, I really like that. Yeah, that's brilliant. This is a song by Swan Lee. Yes. Well, Tomorrow Never Dies. Are you familiar with this one? I'm very familiar with this one. I'll explain why after. Okay. Uh, yes, have a listen. like this but not as a bomb theme just because it was used in uh, the game Hitman Blood Money and it was used as someone singing it in the actual game and then it's used for the end credits as well as right. uh, so I've always seen this as a Hitman song rather than a Bond song even though the words Tomorrow Never Dies come up. So when, I, you, when you first heard it in the game did you know it was a rejected Bond song? No well actually it was like I'm sure she's singing Tomorrow Never Dies there. That's yeah. a bit of a coincidence, that. So then I looked in the instruction manual and the song's credited in there, Tomorrow Never Dies, Swan Lee. I was like, okay, I'll Google Swan Lee. And then it turns out, yeah, it was a rejected Bond theme. I was like, oh, right, okay. So it was just reused a rejected Bond theme as the theme for the Hitman game. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song, so I think it deserves a second airing in, in another media. Uh, cool. This is the last one I've got on my list for Tomorrow Never Dies, though there's probably more out there. And this one is probably one you're familiar with. Okay. This is called Tomorrow Never Lies, which was the the original original title. title. And this is by Pulp. Now, um, I, I really like Pulp, and I really like Jarvis Cocker, but... I don't like Pulp. <laughs> but it's not a Bond song. They, they Their sound doesn't really fit Bond. No. What he tends to do is he tends to sing from about here, right, in the microphone, and you hear all his breath, and he's like... No. I don't and it, it works for, like, Pulp songs. Yeah. It's not a Bond song. No. No, definitely not. Let's listen to Straw and their version. You know Straw? That classic. The famous band, band Straw. Straw, yeah, okay. And their, and their song... Sorry, Straw, if you're still there. I don't. Let's have a look at you. Obviously, just searching Straw won't bring you up. It's a straw band. Straw was an English post-Britpop band that released one album, Shoplifting, in 1999. Right. This is Straw with The World Is Not Enough. Have you heard that before? I've not heard that before, no. no uh, I quite like it. It has elements to it that I'm not a that fan work. of the kiss, kiss, bang, bang parts particularly. No, it's a bit in your face. It's though, a little bit it? on the nose. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the garbage version. I think it's up there with one of the best Bond films. Yeah. And it's going to take some beating to, to impress me anyway. But that's nice. I like, I like that. 
Yeah, I agree. Has, has I like that. Had, had potential. Could have put it at the end of the film, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Well done, Straw. Yeah, nice one. I'm not going to spend very long on this next one because it doesn't really deserve very long. But this is uh, <laughs> this is Dine of the Day by Red Flag. License to thrill, still your only vice involves killing, so roll the dice beyond the ice. Beyond the Ice there by Red Flag. One of the rumoured titles. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, why, why are they using like lines from You Only Live Twice and stuff like that in there? It just it didn't... I'd be honest, I wasn't really paying attention. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're saying... Uh, well, that's like a go-to thing to do for a band who's trying to evoke the classic Bond theme, is just to drop in lines from other films. But that's the, you actually use You Only Live Twice, the line. We do. What? You do only live twice. I do personally. Oh, I'm on my second life right now. Okay. I apologize. I squandered my first one. Some people will probably say that's better than the Madonna. You'd version. be surprised that for all the hate Madonna gets for her theme, very few people would have preferred that in the comments okay. on you. Interesting, <laughs> right? But I, I am actually a fan of the Madonna theme. You are. Yeah. Um, it's very divisive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but I don't mind it, and yeah, I would have gone for the Madonna version. Yeah, I agree. I think Madonna kind of suits Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wouldn't suit very other many one. other yeah, films. No, yeah, but for Die Another Day, um, it's, it's ideal. And it does have a sort of poppy playability to it. Whether it's a good Bond song or not, I don't know. But it's you, you wouldn't leave the cinema humming Red Flag there, I don't think. No. This is a song which I don't know uh, who this person is, so apologies, Sandra. But this is Sandra's version of Casino Royale. You play with fire, they want you to go. A spell is a spell for time. Play with me tonight. Casino Royale. That was German singer Sandra with her version of Casino Royale, which was later released on the album The Art of Love. Oh. Interesting. Uh, it's interesting to hear a song like that trying to use the Casino Royale within yeah. the lyrics. Yeah, interesting. I, I didn't mind it. I preferred Chris Cornell anyway, but... Um... Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like it. It's uh, kind of Euro-poppy. I don't know that that was, like, what popular music sounded like in 2006. I yeah, it's if, certainly dated, isn't if it? If you'd have told me that was like from the 90s, I'd have believed you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not, not too bad. No. This is for Quantum of Solace by Huck Whitney, who is an English composer from the band The Flaming Stars. Quantum of Solace From what I've been told Hold the key to your heart and the keys to your soul Wherever you hide it There won't be a... Soul. This sounds like a Bond theme from the 60s rather than a Bond film from 2008. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not too bad, though. Let's move on. Yep.
So that was uh, Forever I Am All Yours, um, sung by Ava Almeir, apologies for my pronunciation, a music arrangement by Chris Wolfe. Um, I don't know anything about the, the background of that song, but we heard the words Quantum of Solace in it, so it tells me that it was originally intended for Quantum of Solace. If you do a YouTube search for it now, it comes up with uh, uh, Spectre-rejected theme tune, so maybe they've kind of just put it forward once or twice before. Yeah, maybe. But uh, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. Pretty good sound. Yeah. Very good singer. Yeah. Maybe slightly, if I was being critical, just kind of too emulating a, a Shelly yeah, Bassey. It sounds like, this is what a Bond theme should sound like. Yeah, Let's just do I that. kind of like when a singer finds their own sound within yeah. the world, but certainly more typically Bond sounding than uh, than another way to die. Yeah. This is Quantum of Solace by Joe Harrop. You are the Nice enough song. Don't know whether it would suit the Bond. No, I think a lot of these ones, they're aiming for that more old-fashioned sound, which I don't think Mark Forster would have gone for, and I don't think the producers were going for with Quantum of Solace either. Um, Another Way to Die is not my favourite Bond song by any stretch, Mm -hmm. and it always, to me, sounded slightly unfinished. It sounds more like a demo. Sounds a little bit rough around the edges, and... um, both of those musicians are talented in their own ways, Jack White and Alicia Keys. Yeah. But so there's something about their voices which I just wouldn't put them together personally. Mm-hmm. But there is an urgency and an energy to it that I think is lacking from some of these alternatives. Yeah. This is an interesting song. This is not a rejected Bond theme, and I don't know the full story behind it. This is a song called No Good About Goodbye by Shirley Bassey. And what I believe happened was that Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson had been due to work on a song with David Arnold. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that fell through and they sought a new theme elsewhere. But after the fact, David Arnold basically just went back and decided to finish off some of the ideas they might have started. Yeah. So this isn't the song that Amy Winehouse would have sung. But it's pretty damn close. It might be, or it might have been a completely different thing. Amy Winehouse apparently was due to come in and add lyrics. Yeah. So it certainly wouldn't have been the words that yeah, she would have yeah, said. Yeah. But David Arnold turned to longtime Bond legend Dame Shirley Bassey. There'll always be a space, a fact I have to face now. Obviously, it incorporates elements of the score that David Allen did for the film. Yes. Um, honestly, they made the wrong choice by using Jack White and... Uh, well, you say Andrew that, Hughes. but like I say, this wasn't an option. But this could have happened. If Amy Winehouse dropped out and David Allen was like, I'll tell you what, I'll just get Shirley Bassey. I'm good mates with her. I'll just ring her up and just we'll just do a song together. This was, Let's do this. 
that would have been better than the one that came out. What I'll say is that it's a shame that this wasn't an option at the time, or this didn't exist at the time when they were choosing. This is a bit of a what if, but for me, this is just a cool song. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Bassey still sounds incredible, and it has a richness to it that I think actually would have suited the title sequence quite well. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a Bond song. Yeah. Okay, this is the last one I've got on my list. Okay. And you probably have heard this before. This is a song by Radiohead called Spectre. just far too slow for a Bond theme in terms of pace. Um, My issue with that is um, similar to to what we said about a couple of the others is it just never reaches the heights that it needs to. No, it just doesn't engage me like a Bond theme should. Does Sam Smith's song? Well, I'm not that big of a fan of Sam Smith's song, but I prefer Sam Smith's song over this. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Sam Smith's is not my favourite theme, but I think it has more of a melody to it that you can call to mind. I could hum you the tune of that easier than I could hum you the tune from Radiohead's Spectre. And I do like other Radiohead songs. I just think that that, they never really found a tune in all of that. Mm -hmm. They found a sound, certainly. And they managed to put the word Spectre in the... uh, Yeah, I mean, how hard can it be? Yeah. Well, that just about wraps it up, James, from my list. Um, did any of them stand out for you that you uh, that you really... For me, uh, the ones that stood out for me was obviously the David Allen and Shirley Bassey one, but... Yes, well, that's is, a bonus one. It doesn't yes, really belong bonus, in there. But I think it should. Um, yeah, I did like... What's his name? The guy who said it was, should have been in the Tomorrow of Dies one. Oh, Chris Rear. Chris Rear, Chris Rear. Because I'd never heard that before, never even come across that mm. before. That was quite uh, No, I, I didn't know about that one until I started looking into them. I like bits of The Golden Eye by Ace of Bass. I like the main hook, even if the verses are a little weak. Yeah. And I quite like... Um, the World Is Not Enough by Straw. Which, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Which actually had a sort of early Radiohead sound to it, which made me think Radiohead probably could do a Bond song. Just not that special. Just with a little bit more rhythm to it and, yeah. uh, you know, a driving pace to it. But yeah, that was a nice trip for me. I hope you enjoyed it, James. I, 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 I did, yeah. It was uh, enlightening. If you want to listen to any of them in full, we're going to put the uh, link to a playlist uh, in the description. I'll go back and listen to some more Chris Rear when I get home. <laughs> I'm going to set up a challenge now. Okay. James. Yes. I challenge you to make a James Bond theme song. Well, that sounds like a pretty difficult thing to do. Yeah, I'll be doing it too. Yeah, okay. This is just setting up the challenge and we'll reveal them at a later date. Right. But what, what, what I want is, um, I don't want like a parody song. I want you to really try okay. and do what you think a, a Bond, good Bond, Bond song is. Bond now, I'm only like... looking for a demo. So like the Bono one and like the Anthony Newley version of Goldfinger, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a final polished finished article. Yeah. So if you sing it yourself, for instance, I'm not looking for your perfect vocals, but maybe you can come in and when you present it to it at a later date, you can say, uh, you know, I kind of imagine someone like so-and-so singing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's done in that yeah. style. Okay. But just, it's going to be incredibly embarrassing and uh, oh, 100%. Okay. But I'm looking forward to, you know, I want I want to hear your lyrics, the tune, whatever you go for, just find something usable or compose it yourself and uh, yeah, we'll put them to the challenge and maybe if we've got a listener, we'll let them vote. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, challenge accepted. proposed. Challenge accepted. Yep. Challenge accepted. We'll catch up with the results at a later date. Mm-hmm. But for now, that just about wraps it up. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, at BonJamCast. We're on Facebook, at BonJamCast. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud or YouTube. Just search for BonJam. See you on results day, James, for the song showdown. Can't wait. Put some energy into it. Can't wait. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for listening. Take care. Cheerio. Bye.